You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are having a positive employment rights week. So in last week's episode, we looked at the new rates of the national living wage and the national minimum wage. In this week's episode, we're going to take you through the top three employment rights changes that are likely to affect your pay packet in this financial year. Now, you already know that at the start of every financial year, which in the UK runs from April to March of the following year, you know that there is always going to be some financial changes that will hit your pay packet, hopefully in a positive way. And one of those first changes is the change to the national minimum wage and the national living wage. And if you need a reminder of those rates that go with each type of hourly rate, then you can re-listen to last week's episode or read the show notes for that episode, which contain the rates for you to write down. The changes in those hourly rates for the national minimum wage and the national living wage came into play on the 1st of April 2021. So that is the first change that will affect your pay packet in 2021 if your hourly rate is paid at the national minimum or national living wage level. The second pay change you need to be aware of is the change in the rates of statutory maternity pay, statutory paternity pay, statutory adoption pay, statutory shared parental pay and statutory parental bereavement pay all of which saw increases in their basic rates. And those increases came into play on the 4th of April 2021. All of these types of pay went from £151.20 per week to £151.97 per week, or 90% of an employee's average weekly earnings or whichever is the lowest. Now, if you want to work out how an average weekly wage is worked out for the purposes of paying you maternity, paternity, adoption, shared parental pay or shared parental bereavement pay, then you can re-listen to episode 32 of the podcast because the same or similar calculation systems are applied to work out a week's average pay. The third change you need to be aware of is the change in the rate of statutory sick pay, which came into force on the 6th of April 2021. On that date, statutory sick pay rose from £94.25 per week to £96.35 per week. And statutory sick pay can be paid for up to 28 weeks, starting from the fourth consecutive day of your sickness, although this does not apply when you are off work due to COVID self-isolation. If you want to know more about the rules governing statutory sick pay, 
then you can re-listen to episode 44 of the podcast. But in the main, whilst this rate applies to all employees, the actual amount your employer will pay you in sick pay will depend on the number of qualifying days you work each week and you should be able to get that information from the person responsible for doing your payroll. So those are the three main changes that will hit your pay packet in 2021. There are three additional changes that you need to be aware of that don't actually affect your pay packet, but they might affect the way your pay is calculated. The first is the legal requirement for all employers with more than 250 employees to report on the difference in earnings between men and women, something which is intended to help companies and government Look at what needs to be done to narrow the pay gap between men and women. Now, most public authority employers were originally expected to publish their gender pay gap information by the 30th of March 2021, closely followed by private, voluntary and all other public authority employers by the 4th of April 2021. But because of the ongoing complications caused by the coronavirus, employers have been given a further six months to gather their information. And the reporting deadline has now been extended until the 5th of October 2021 for all employers. So if you're someone that works for a large employer, this is something you should be interested in because the equal pay legislation can be enforced if your employer is paying you less as a woman for doing the same job or work of equal value to your male colleagues. And if you find yourself in that position, this is definitely something you should follow up. And having your employer's gender pay gap reporting is a good start for you to gather the evidence you need to move your own case forward. The second change that might affect the way your pay is calculated is in relation to IR35, or what is more commonly called off-payroll working rules. IR35 came into being on the 4th of April 2021. And what that means for you is that if you are a contractor who works for a public sector employer or a large or medium company in the private or voluntary sector, you no longer have the right to decide your own tax status. Now, under IR35, you come under avoidance tax legislation. And that legislation, represented by IR35, it now puts the burden of proof about your status onto the person hiring you. And it is now the hirer who has to prove to HMRC that you are in fact self-employed and not just someone who is employed in all but the name you call yourself. So if you are someone who is a self-employed contractor and you work for a public sector organisation or a large or medium-sized company, you're going to find yourself having to pay standard income tax rates, which will be deducted by the company hiring you. 
and then that company has to pay that money directly to HMRC. And you are going to see a reduction in your contractual payments of between 20 and 45%, depending on your income. And you can also then deduct a further 5.85% to 12% to cover national insurance payments. This is a huge hit to your pay packet if you've previously not paid income tax at source and instead you've paid your taxes at the end of the year. You're now going to find that your taxes are taken out before you get your contractual payments. Now, there's still a lot of debate about this and for obvious reasons it has not gone down well in the private sector in particular but we'll bring you any updates as the story continues to unfold. But if you're particularly interested in the workings of IR35, then you can re-listen to episode six of the podcast. And the final thing that we want to point out in this week's episode is that furlough has now been extended until the end of September 2021. So if you're an employee you will continue to be entitled to receive 80% of your wages up to a cap of £2,500 per month. And you can also be either continuously furloughed or placed on flexible furlough, which is a way of allowing you to work part of your hours as normal and also part of your hours being furloughed. And the intention is to gradually increase your normal hours until you're fully back at work. From July 2021 onwards, your employer will have to start contributing 10% towards your furlough wages and the government will cover the remaining 70%. But your employer will start to see the employer's contributions rise to 20% in August and September and then rising further until the employer is then responsible for all of your salary as you return to normal working. You will, of course, still be entitled to all of your paid annual leave. And that's all of the leave that you were entitled to for all of the period that you have been furloughed. And you will also have two full leave years to take that leave. And that's to make sure that you don't lose any of your paid holidays because of COVID and also because you are entitled to those holidays as a statutory right. And that's it for this week. Remember you can access the grievance support documents from the links in the show notes for this podcast edition if you need help to make a complaint at work. And finally, if you like what we're doing, Remember to like, share and subscribe to our podcast and to leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate this because it will help us to grow the podcast. Until next week, thanks for listening and have a great week. Bye for now.